Well, this week we have on the podcast Anthony Lucas, my godbrother. Yeah, continuing our conversation about unpolarizing, polarizing topics. And I would say it, it, this was a weird conversation for me because, as we'll learn in the podcast, this is somebody I've known most of my life, and yet we've never really talked about race. Yeah, yeah, I think it's hilarious to hear about Taylor as a 10-year-old boy and, and when y'all met and that story. It's really cool how your family's connected. So, And I think the perspective that he has as an athlete, as a black athlete, is just really unique. Yeah, and he, the the podcast is going to focus a, obviously a lot on race, but you know the goal is for Anthony to really tell his story, and he's got a he's got a phenomenal story, especially as it relates to athletics and what God has done and using athletics in his life. But also as someone who grew up in the Deep South with parents who grew up in the Deep South, and what race relations were like for him. And I think you know he's such a winsome guy, but. Uh, he approaches this and saying, this is how I'm going to take control of things. And he does so from a perspective of a, of a believer. Yeah, he really challenges us to take the, you know, everybody's made in God's image very seriously. And so I think some of the things he says may may differ. He may differ from, from other people and how we have this conversation. And that's one of the reasons that we've, we're having this is, is to hear a number of people's different stories and experiences. Absolutely. And one of the things that at least I'm learning through these stories that we're having right now is that they're really, it's fun to learn people's stories. Yeah, it is. Right? It, it's fun to learn their stories. It's fun to hear how God is using them and what he's done in their lives and then how that can be imparted to us. And, and I think this is one more example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Really great interview. And I think, again, directs us right back to the Bible. Absolutely. So here comes our podcast with Anthony Lucas. We hope you guys enjoy. Hello, my name is Taylor Clement. I'm head of school at Kirk Day School. I'm Maria Massey, the assistant head of school at Kirk Day School. Hi, I'm Anthony Lucas. I'm a wide receiver coach here in Little Rock, Arkansas at Pulaski Academy. And today we have Anthony Lucas, my god brother, on this podcast, which is is crazy to have him. It's so fun to have him. We're going to be unpacking uh, our relationship, uh, Anthony's history, and then we are going to be talking a little bit more about just race and what that means, especially as we raise kids in a culture where race is definitely becoming more of a conversation. But Anthony, thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Anthony and I have known each other now for 25-ish years, somewhere in there, give or take. I honestly can't remember. Um, yes. But we've known each other for a very long time, and it's been an incredible relationship. Um, growing up, I would see Anthony a lot. Um, we, we'd see each other on the weekends. Anthony was playing football at the University of Arkansas. I was just some kid that was a fan, and we happened to meet circumstance. I think at Alabama is where we met. Is that right? At Bryant Denny? Yeah, I think it was. I, I think it was Alabama with my parents. And yeah. I think it was after the game, and my dad had introduced, you know, your dad, and and we had, and we had, man, we just hit it off right there. Of course, you know, my people, man, we are people, people. You know, we don't see color, we don't see any man. I just love people. And I feel like I can get along with anybody, just like my parents were. But I think that I think it was I think it was Alabama. Um, 
that that time out of the game. There was so much going on way back then, but yes, no doubt. Well, and what what was interesting about that, uh, Maria, and I'll it let you in on this yeah. this I know this kind of bifurcated conversation here, but so my dad basically as a kid took me to meet and see some of the players after the game, and my dad started talking to Anthony's parents, and then all of a sudden they hit it off, and like Anthony said, and it really blossomed into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I want to say at every other milestone of your career, I was there with your parents. Yeah. Wow. Yes, man. It's a, it, it is amazing how how parents. Co- I mean, how your dad and my parents and our family co- connected mm. just through that. And uh, yes, it, it was. We hit it off. So I mean, we hit it off quickly, and we we stayed in touch. I mean, man, so, you know, your dad uh, got my family's information, and man, it just. And then he ended up calling me, and he and I would talk maybe like once a week, and just giving an update on how's everything going hey how you feel about the game coming up this week and man just stayed in touch i mean even though we didn't talk you know we we didn't talk a whole whole lot but we we did communicate it was just like it was like i had been knowing you guys since i was a little kid growing yeah. up mm-hmm. so man it's just amazing how god works though yeah and uses sports to bring us together Yes, it. no doubt, no doubt. It's truly, truly beautiful. All right, so I'm going to embarrass Anthony for a minute, and so you're going to have to put up with me. So number one, Anthony was the all-time SEC uh, leading receiver for one season, for one season, I, I will say that. Uh, and then all of a sudden these things called spread offenses came in, and and sadly, but he, he's uh, in the Arkansas Hall of Fame. He was drafted by the Green Bay Packers and played in the NFL with the Packers and the Cowboys. Um, he, he's one of the greatest Razorbacks ever at the University of Arkansas. Um, and probably, I mean, he had big games in his career, but the biggest catch of his career, what, 1999, November, I think it was November 14th, 1999, yeah, Tennessee, think, Arkansas. Right. Tennessee was number two in the country, and they came in and uh, with like a minute left to go. Clint Sterner threw, threw to Anthony. Anthony caught the touchdown. Wow. And you always had big games against Tennessee, though. Always. You played yeah, against Peyton was, Manning. You played against those guys. But you always had a big game against Tennessee. You know, that's crazy that you say that. And I've told I've told the story all the time. I was a huge Peyton Manning fan growing up in Louisiana. And, I, you know, excuse me, when I went to college or when I was choosing colleges, I, was, I wanted to play with Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he went to – whatever university because I he and I you know he would be the one of the top quarterbacks and I would be one of the top receivers week in and week out and you know you see the newspaper and growing up you see that Peyton Manning Peyton Manning you know the history of the Manning and I, I that's I guess that's why I had great games against Tennessee because I was kind of upset that they they uh, didn't really they recruited me but then they backed off me uh, in uh, high school so and so every time we played Tennessee it was personal I think I that's that's why I think I was successful against Tennessee and uh, man, it was some great times though. Oh, great yeah, times, great. That that was an amazing moment, especially in nineteen uh, ninety eight. You know what happened the year before that game. You know we lost to them on a fluke play last last sec, a uh, last minute or so, exact same score that we beat them the, the next year in ninety nine. So God, man, it's just. That was a crazy, crazy ordeal right there that happened those those two years. So the and, great great memories. Right, and here here's the crazy thing is I go into the locker room after the game with Anthony, 
I remember you took me in the broil center and we went into the locker room and stuff. But folks had cleared out. But the next day, Anthony said, "Hey, I've got to do treatment on my knee. Do you do you remember this?" And I, he said, "I got to do treatment on my knee. You guys need to come by the facility." And so here I am. And I think I was a I was a freshman in high school at this point. This was his last home game ever at, at Arkansas, and last home game. And I go in, and Anthony's got a ball for me, a game used ball, and he hands me a game used ball. And I don't know how how you scored that, but then you throw that yeah. to me, and we ended up hanging out for like. I don't know, however long your treatment took, and you were showing me the locker room a little bit more in depth, and it was yeah. it, it was just something I won't forget because it wasn't it wasn't just about, oh, here's the experience of a kid getting to see behind the scenes. Yeah. It was being able to connect with you, um, right. and that, that was what was special. Well, you was like my little brother, so, I mean, you were basically my little brother, so. Uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and, I, and, you know, and I, bet, I don't remember we doing all that, man. You, that just made my day, that, that, <laughs> that you know, remembering all, because it, it was so many moments, you know. Your girls are going to be like, who is this guy? Day, what? So, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, but, man, so, so yeah, start, that, that was start here, awesome. Anthony. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Mm-hmm. Start here. Share with us just kind of about your upbringing kind of that that k-12 experience because your parents are special people i mean they are just some special special people um so just share share with us about them how you were brought up what that was like for you as a kid um and and just kind of all the way up to to arkansas okay well you know i grew up in a small town uh in louisiana named Tallulah, louisiana which is actually uh in the northeast corner of the state about 15 minutes from Vicksburg, Mississippi, um, and grew up there. My parents were, are both retired school teachers who has, they have about almost 80 years combined of teaching school. Um, yes, and um, they always told me just basically growing up as a kid, you know, I was in my, I actually want to tell you this quick story. I grew up, I was in kindergarten, and I was in another lady's room. My mom taught kindergarten and my dad taught fourth grade. And the first day of school, I went to kindergarten. My mom's room was two doors down from who the lady's room I was supposed to be in, Miss Cantler. So for that first two days, I cried every day. I would be in my mom's room and I, I wasn't in her classroom. Of course, I'm a mama's boy, so that's why <laughs> Taylor, Taylor can tell you that. Yes, yes he uh, is. Yes, I'm a mama's boy, and so I just I cried to be in her room, and, oh. and Lord, what did I do that for? I ended up getting put in my mom's room, and I think I got the most spankings uh, <laughs> being, being in her classroom. But grew up there in Tallulah, went to uh, my mom, dad, like I said, they taught at Wright Elementary, and uh, just growing up as a kid, you know, one thing my parents told me, they looked me in my eye, and they said, you treat people with respect, you know, we don't see color. She said, you just, you always treat people like you want to be treated and always give God the glory about anything that you achieve in life. She said, you always praise God no matter what you do in your life. Uh, you give the glory to him. And she said, We're not, we don't, you're not going to be arrogant. You're not, you know, I heard all of this throughout my entire career growing up. And, you know, of course, that, that, and when your parents give you that look and they tell you something, certain things you don't forget. And my parents gave me that look and, you know, and they told me how it was going to be. You know, they said, my dad told me, you're not going to have any earrings. You're not going to do any tattoos. You know, he said, none, none of that. And it stuck with me. And um, so as I, you know, went up, I played basketball. I was pretty good in basketball as I 
grew up in there in Tallulah, played in middle at middle school, then I played high school. But basketball and football were mainly my my sports, and I ended up getting recruited for football. I had a few basketball offers as I, you know, progressed throughout my in high school, and um, but I did I just knew that football was my calling, um, and you know left left. Tallulah back in 1994 and headed up to University of Arkansas. I ended up getting, I was recruited by a lot of people coming out of high school, but unfortunately, uh, my ACT scores uh, were were not the best. Of course, I'm not a very smart guy, but I struggled with you know taking standardized tests, and so I had. That's why Tennessee actually backed off me, and a lot of other schools backed off me. But I'm grateful that I got the opportunity to come to the University of Arkansas and and uh, fulfill fulfill the dream. Um, my dream was to play in the NFL. You know, I remember growing up as a kid, my dad used to take me to watch Jerry Rice play. Uh, you know, Jerry Rice went to Mississippi Valley mm-hmm. State. So I, I was a swag guy, and, you know, that's kind of what I knew about it. I knew about the SEC, too. But, um, you know, I, I was so so happy and excited to get a chance to go to Arkansas and play. And, uh, so uh, you, you, met, you, and mentioned, you, yeah, you mentioned, okay, I'm, I'm not really a smart guy. How many degrees do you have? I have two uh, uh, undergrad in, in social work and a master's in adult education. Oh, so master's. I'm still yeah. not a smart guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm right there with you. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I love yeah. I love that. It's amazing. It's amazing though what you're able to achieve. Um, yeah, that's uh, awesome. When you get there, but yeah. I'm curious. I have a a question that I don't know. Um, maybe a little a little hard um to answer, but okay. that's what this this podcast is about. So, okay. Um. So speaking from um, a white a white person's perspective, um, mm-hmm. you said that one of the things your parents said was, "Hey, we don't see color." Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things for me as a white person that has been confusing as these conversations about races come up is, mm-hmm. do we are we supposed to see color? Or are we not supposed to see color? Like both like that. I've heard both. I've heard like if you if you just say don't, you don't see color, well, that's what you can say because you're white and, mm-hmm. and that's your right. privilege speaking. And then there's the other side of no, see my color, see see the differences that we have. I'm curious right. if you if you could just speak to that. I know that's kind of a, a heavy well, hitting question to start off with, but yeah, my, my deal is this: like, and I go back to kindergarten. I'll say, and I'm when I when I say I got a couple things I look at when I say color. First thing, color. I say, I love to look at color. Look at my clothes to match. You know, that's the one thing yeah. I'm like, God, do this go with this or do this go with this. Uh, but when it comes to race, race, racial, and people, no, you 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 see that person's heart. You don't see color in kindergarten. My mom, a teacher's aide, was white. My mom was the she was the main teacher. And her her sub, or I mean, her aide was white. Miss Caldwell love her still to this day I, I don't know exactly where she is now um, but man I, I, that woman I used to whew, I used to love some Miss Caldwell she was a white lady and man I, if somebody said something bad about her of course I got upset and you know when they talked about my mom I was upset too but uh yeah they just they just taught me not to not to be like that man you you know don't don't worry about if this person's white, if this person is green, yellow, orange, you know, that's not, that's not what God wants us to be. That's not how, you know, and they, that's what they taught me. They didn't teach, they didn't teach me, oh, you, it's a white person, you better be careful. No, you you treat people with respect because you want them to treat you with respect. And 
right now, you know, in our society today, and as you mentioned earlier, you know, it's a lot of that is going on. You know, stop judging people on the way they look. Gosh, when we all die and go to heaven, do you think God's going to let you in the gates because because of you because you said, um, well, I, God, I don't like, I don't want to go in because you know you got a lot of white people in there, and then you, then you only got two or three. No, that doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So when you see people, you you see people. You look into, you get to know them. You meet them. You look into their heart, and you will know if that person is the right person that you would like to be around or that you want to be friends with. And if you meet a white person, if you meet an age, uh, 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 Indian person, uh, whatever. I mean, we're so diverse here at PA that it's it's, it's crazy. And I, I love on all of them here at my school here, and people can tell you that. But that that's 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 not how we should be. You don't look at that. You get to know a person, and you and if you feel like you know you like them and want to invest in them, and they want to invest in you, then so be it. You guys develop that relationship and and just move on. Uh, and with and like I said again, and I'll start to today we. Uh, that's where we are and I know we're trying things are trying to straighten out uh, you know the George Floyd situation you know really brought a lot of people together Breonna Taylor and uh, so many more you know has brought a lot of people together but I just I, I just want you know God want us to treat each other the same and I feel like that's how it should be absolutely yeah. well and I will say this I mean that was something that I was taught because then I mean I don't know we we meet when I'm I'm this little guy and by the time I'm in high school, you guys are introducing me as is you know my my white god brother and and this is our white family and you know and I'm meeting your cousins I'm meeting your siblings I'm meeting you know your nieces and nephews and you know I mean it, it was but it yeah. was very but it was Taylor, good. when we said when I said that you know that was I'm, and I hate you know I hate that oh. I said that right off the bat but I was like no this is my god brother I mean I. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know what I'm saying? I said it kind of jokingly at times, but I recall that, but I, it wasn't even about that with me. You know, I just, I mean, I remember me coming up to your graduation and you mm-hmm. take me to this barn and we hung out. I'm like, I feel like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, this is, you know, I had the time of my life, man. And, you know, and uh, so. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, when, when we say we've been at each other, I mean, I was at your NFL draft party. Um, yep. You were at my high school graduation, and then yes. I, and then I was at your wedding, and then um, I think it was my first year of marriage. You and Devay came to Nashville, and we went to a boxing match. Yeah, we went to we went to Jermaine Taylor fight together. Yes, we yeah. did. And sure so, did. Um, yeah. and so I mean, we've we've been through it. But the thing is, is yeah, I mean, you taught me like this is this is how we're gonna do this, because I think even for my dad and I, and, and my mom included, but we we didn't mm-hmm. know. Where where is that line? And it was never that way. I mean, when I say his draft party, his draft party was at his mom and dad's house, and yeah. I remember we went, and it wasn't like, oh, you know, what are we doing here? I mean, they were like, here's your seat. We're gonna have some fun. Sit down and, and enjoy then, yourself. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you got drafted, do you remember what you said? I, well, I know that morning when I did get drafted, I said, I, I, I don't remember what was said to you, but I do remember that, you know, I thanked everybody, and I was like, you know, I I, I was weeping that day before because I thought I was going to get drafted on the first day, but I know I told, told everybody, you know, joy comes on, on the morning, and, you know, joy came that morning. Well, so. his first word, your first words were, pack your coats. 
we're going to Green Bay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. funny thing about that is, is Anthony hates the cold. Oh hates my it. gosh, yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, that's a cold. That's yes, a cold place. Yes, it is. It's, it, it was. Well, yes, and you got, is. and yeah. you went on. You were able to catch balls from Brett Favre and and wow. and those boys up there for a little bit, and. Uh, and that was pretty good. So talk to us. So you go to Arkansas. Talk to us about your time at Arkansas a little bit, and then and then into the NFL. And then we'll keep unpacking some things um, with Devay and the girls and and all. Oh, okay. Well, I uh, went to Arkansas and um, I didn't went there. I had to sit out uh, my first year there in football. But when I first, I'll tell you a little quick story. When I first got there, you know, I was looking for my, one of my friends. Um, that who uh, signed, who was going to Arkansas to play there from my, he was from my area, Marvin Caston. And uh, mm-hmm. I went there and he, I didn't see him when I first got to campus. The first day I pulled up there and practice, I got there about practice time and uh, went out there looking for him. But I, I met a guy by the name of uh, Ron Harris who works with Arkansas Athletes Outreach, AO. And, um, you know, he's a black guy. And he saw me and he talked, introduced himself to me. And I was like, man, he was telling me what, what Arkansas Athletes Outreach was about. I was like, that's good because, you know, I, I got to find somewhere to get myself in church and, and you know, keep get, you know keep praising God and keep doing what I've been doing back in Toulouse. So met him and, you know, and then got involved in that. And I just went, went there, was deciding on, didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I didn't understand the college life or anything. So, you know, and it was it was it was different for me, but um, you know, you eventually you learn from the guys that are ahead of you, and I just caught on. And every person I met was just like when I first met Taylor and Manson, and I treated everybody the same. Uh, Brandon Burlsworth, you know, the late the late great Brandon Burlsworth was a, mm-hmm. was my my sweet mate was Marvin and I sweet mate him and another guy growing up, so we got to be around him. And and there's a and, movie um, about Brandon Burlsworth by which there's a character. Named Anthony Lucas in that movie. Yes, uh huh. Yes, it is, and uh, man, great movie. Uh, and you know, it just and I just took it one day at a time and one week at a time, and just learned the system there, learned the college life, and um, you know, watched a lot of guys up ahead of me that were doing it the right way because Anthony Lucas wasn't going to go and get in trouble because uh, I knew if I got in trouble, uh, my parents were going to beat me if I would have came back <laughs> home. And it was something crazy, so. Um, but, you know, just a better relationship with a lot of people and uh, end up having a you know a great career at the University of Arkansas and then went on, you know, football-wise, people-wise and everything. It was a little different. Now, I do want to say this. I want to share this with you guys briefly. Yeah. You know, when I first got there, it was a little different. I, I did see how some – there were some white people there because I speak to everybody, Taylor. You know that. I'm yep. a people person. So I, I would speak to, you know, see people and – they would look at me crazy. You know, some white people would kind of look at me and like, who is that? And, you know, just went on. And But I, I kept on, when I saw him again, I kept on speaking. I kept on speaking and kept being Anthony Lucas. I don't care who it was. And, you know, and, and eventually things got a little bit better. And I, I knew then, okay, all right, I need to be careful. You know, that person don't feel comfortable. And I just kept moving. But I never, you know, never looked at anybody wrong. I never through the racial card out there or anything like that so um, but men had a great career there at Arkansas and ended up you know doing well in football and, and gave myself an opportunity to play on the next level because uh, as I mentioned earlier I wanted to be like Jerry Rice and I wanted to play in the NFL so <laughs> 
But unfortunately, you know, God cut that short after three years in the league. But I'm grateful now that he's taken me through the storms and, you know, and it's been more sunny days than it has storms now. And I'm, I'm here, you know, in Little Rock at PA and I'm, you know, investing in these kids here and coaching, coaching football now. And I just got, you know, got a great family and love and life. Well, and talk, talk about coaching at PA for a minute, because Pulaski Academy is nationally known. Kevin Kelly's nationally known. You've put a few guys uh, in the NFL um, out, out of Pulaski. So talk talk through that for a minute. Oh, man, it's been great. I got here in 2012, um, my ninth season here. I got a chance to coach Hunter Henry, who's playing with the Chargers now. Um, it, it, coming here playing under Coach Kelly has been, been great. Uh, he's you know, everybody was gonna was asking me, man, how how do you how do you coach over there? You know, he's really hard. He's really this. And I got here. He's he's a guy about he believes in winning and he believes in discipline. And you know, he treats his players all the same. Whether I mean, I actually coached his son, and now his son is coaching here with us now. And he's just it's great here, man. It's, it's been so well. I mean, I've I've grown not as an as a coach, but as an individual here. Because you know he's, you know I've touched a lot of people. A lot of, by the way I treat people here, you know it's people that's you know it's kind of taking something out of Anthony Lucas' page, out of my book, I should I say, like I did, you know, growing up taking, you know, pieces of puzzle and putting them together from other people, uh, and it's been great here. You know we don't we don't we don't uh, punt. We onside kick all the time. We do a lot of tricks, trick plays, do a lot of crazy stuff. Um, but most importantly, the biggest thing about our program is our di- the discipline. You know, we're not the biggest school. You know, we go over and we, we played teams from St. Louis before we went up to Nashville. We've been over there, play- went to Nashville, Tennessee, and played Ravenwood, and mm-hmm. we played Life Chris. We played teams all over, and you'll be amazed at how big these our opponents are. But we go out and we play. We play so hard. And that's what a lot of people say about us. And our kids are very disciplined. Uh, they're not perfect. You're not going to find a perfect kid in the world, but for the most part, I mean, PA has really taught me a lot of things. You know, discipline taught me, has helped me to grow as a man and as a father too. Mm-hmm. Anthony, tell us a little bit. You said um, just now, you know, grown as a father. Tell us a little bit about your family. Well, I got two girls, nine-year-old Cassidy and three-year-old Kaylee, and they are something else. Um, they actually go to school here with me at PA. Um, my wife, we've been, we're actually going on 15 years now, Taylor. In April, it will be 15 years that we've been married. (laughs) Wow. Yep. So we get to the 29th, we'll be watching a video and watching you and your dad at the the wedding again, like we do every year. Um, they're here. Uh, my, my oldest daughter, she plays soccer and play basketball. Um, she didn't play basketball this year because of COVID. My wife didn't, we had, we've been fighting about that. For a while, and baby girl is just she wants to be just like the sister, older sister, so she's gonna start playing soccer here. Uh, but they're doing stay plus she'll plus start playing soccer maybe next year or something. But uh, everything's been great here. My wife loves it here, loves the kids being here. And how, how long have you been in Little Rock now? I moved here in 2005. So fifteen, yeah, fifteen years, almost sixteen now. So okay. moved here in June. Moved here in June of two thousand and five, and got married in two thousand and six. So 
I imagine that over even the last nine nine years that you've been coaching football, you have seen um, a change with the the kids that you're coaching. Tell us a little bit about about that. What have you seen as far as you know how kids have changed and developed, and how the the conversations around um, you know and that that you have with kids have changed? Well, it is so different here. Um, gosh, my than when I was growing up, the kids are they're so they're so they're groomed well. They're so smart and you know intelligent, and I just yeah, it, it's scary because they're. They're they're on another level, like you. They they I, I guess you can say the kids around here kind of grow up a, a little bit faster than the way I grew up. You know, of course, mm-hmm. I'm at a private school. A lot of them are, are, are very much fortunate. Um, some of these kids, some of the conversation I have with them, uh, Maria, uh, Maria is so crazy, man, because it's like they're talking on an adult level. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of on my level at times. Um, they love Coach Lucas. Coach Lucas loved them because I'm, every time I see them on campus, you know, I'm always on them, grabbing them. Or, you know, of course, got to be careful now with COVID. But, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, you know, but it, our society, our kids have changed a whole lot. And I don't see, you know, being here, our kids gel together. You know, of course, we, we're predominantly, predominantly white, but, you know, it's around our team, you know, we make sure everybody is treated equal the same and that's something you know that goes back to coach kelly's leadership amongst football but even kids that don't play sports kids are just around here you know you have your kids that hey they hang out they only hang out with this bunch and this bunch but i swear when pa when somebody let's just say somebody's hurting their pa gosh my whole the whole community comes together as one even the kids i mean with us just being out last you know last week the last 12 13 days Man, we've had so many families reach out to us to check on us. I mean, it was unbelievable. And that's what I love about here. Love about being here in PA. People take care of people. Mm-hmm. And whether you do have some people that are, you know, racially challenged, it's hard for me to see it. They don't show me. You know, I had I hadn't seen and I'm sure some people kind of skeptical about you know, me, my approach or, you know, any other, you know, some some of the African American kids here and vice versa, some of the Asian kids and, you know, the Indian kids. I mean, I'm sure there's some some division there. But that's that's not what we're about here at PA and that and that's not and me personally say that's not what God that's not how God wants us to be. Yeah. Anthony, one of the things that that I'm gonna ask in, in every one of these podcasts and I'd love to get your take. Affirming critique, um, what I would I would consider, um, you know, the the white community, where they can step in and help with these conversations, and in in the sense that you know there there is there's a strong belief out there, and and sometimes rightfully so, of white privilege. There's um, there's also the consideration of white rescue. There's a consideration of of just ignorance in general on both sides. Um, there are a lot of things that make these conversations really, really hard. And it's funny because I, I feel I almost feel hypocritical talking with you about it because I don't feel like you and I ever really had to talk about it, right? We just, we, I think we, we you, never, you, we, you acted it out yeah. well. Your parents taught you well because they loved on me and, and, and we loved on you guys. And, and that's just kind of how it worked. But, yes. I think, but I think a lot of times if we're not, 
and, and I think that's an incredible blessing the Lord taught me early on through you and your family. But if we're not in a relationship like that, it can be really hard to ask those questions and know what to say. So where would you affirm people and where would you critique people and to have those conversations? Well, first of all, when just say when you meet somebody of color, don't get get whatever you learn or whatever you've heard or whatever you read about black, about white, about Chinese. Forget that. You look that person in the eye and you can tell if they're real or not. When I met you and your dad, I knew you guys were real. Whether And I didn't care anyway because I didn't see race. You, you look a person in the eye, you visit with them, you talk to them, you fill them out, and that's how you know, okay, I can relate with this person or I can't relate with this person, whatever it is. Don't judge people on the color of their skin. Get to know somebody. What, I mean, that, that's it. Hmm. Because that's not the way God wants it to be. You, you invest in that person and not in the color. And that's that's how I was taught all my life. Uh, you know, I don't, you don't see that. I think that that person, when you know, when, when they're faced with those challenges and, you know, dealing with those people, you literally, you know, you really want to sit down and, and, and really get to know them, get to know them. And you can tell, I, I mean, let's, let's just be honest, you can tell that somebody is real or not. And you know, if they, if they have your best in interest. And when I met you and your dad, I knew y'all did. And he just mm-hmm. loved, hey, he loves some football. I knew that. He <laughs> loves some football. And, and man, you know, and we, we talked it. But, I, but in, even though we, we talked football, we talked life lessons. I mean, we, we talked about everything. And I, I'm grateful for that relationship. And now that we're, like you say, 25, 20 some years down the road, we are still, to, you know, still together as a family. Man, yeah. I mean, your dad. I was just in Knoxville, you know, two two or three years ago, yeah. introducing your dad to our coaching staff here at PA. We was talking, and man, that's right. I mean, you know, that's the last time I got to see him. So yes, man, it, it was and treating him just like look. I was introducing him to people, and he because I had the coaching, and, and there was some families. I was like, look, this is a good, good this is a good friend of mine from PA. Hey, you can visit with them, but I got to go coach. But I'll be back right after this this seven on seven game. So, you know, surprised he let you go. That, that's what it's all about. Stop it. You know, he didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what you say about it's looking someone in the eye. It's getting to know their story. That's mm-hmm. what really is. I mean, what makes the difference in all of our lives, right, is when someone's intentional. I mean, that's how we get to know Jesus, too. That's that's exactly. how, um, that's how the gospel is shared, too, um, right. is mm-hmm. through through each other right right yeah and you can and, like, and you know maria when you sit down with somebody and like i said you sit down you you can you can sense it yeah you can sense it definitely so, you know just just you know I, I i would encourage you guys just want to encourage you you know your, your community and you know your staff there and your kids and just just let them know just don't 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 even think about the race or the race or anything like that just just be yourself you know, get to know that individual, get to know people, you know, and let everything else take care of itself. I think that's Good. I think that's where we end because yeah. that that was Good. that was great, man. And it's, 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 it's simple. It is that simple because hey, we all leaders earth, 
we know that we're not going to be judged on that. Yeah. It ain't about how much money you make. It ain't about your title. It's not about this. It's, it wants, you know, it's going to be about the people you, you you served and the way you treated, you know, treated others. And that, that's what it's all about. Man, thank you. And, yeah. uh and thanks for thanks for just taking the time and being with us and, and taking time out of your teaching day and, and everything that you're doing to, to be with us and, and just share and, and open up that way because you know it's it's a I would say these are tough conversations for us to have yeah for sure and and, yeah, and it, it really you make is it easier so thank you mm-hmm. yeah no doubt it really is at this time and I really think that you know it starts with you all leading your your community your faculty and your staff and um. And you know you you'll notice a change here. And I, can I say this real quick too? I want to. I, want, I forgot. I forgot one of the most important things. I actually we've just since this we've had this issue when that stuff hit throughout the COVID and the George Floyd stuff. We just we had a lot of kids, alumni, students, and kids come together and say some things need to be changed at PA. Hey, so you know we're working on that here to get better. But they know Anthony Lucas. You know, don't come at me talking about well, he's, he always do this for the black kids. Or no, that's a lie. Anthony Lucas is a people person. So we've developed, we've created a diversity board that we've have that we have here at PA now. And I'm and they, they've asked me to be on the diversity the diversity community commu, uh, committee right now. And we meet every other Tuesday now. We're developing programs. We're developing things to try to continue to bring our kids together. And we do a Zoom call every other Tuesday night and tomorrow night some of our students are going to be on it so you guys may need to think about a diversity a task force you guys may you know think about considering that to to help amend the broken pieces of that puzzle of race of race in your community and see how see how it come together develop you get you a, a task force together you and Marie come up and just brainstorm and get some people together and um Hopefully, you can get get you some right people, some real people there. That's real. That's really for the kids and for the people, and and I think that would be a step moving forward. But I love. I will, I will end on this. Love people just like you would love, like just like you want God to love you. Period. That's great. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you.